Alrighty, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever in the world you may find yourself. This is Nicole BZ, and you know everything, the Relatable series. I'm really excited. I think I start every episode by saying I'm really excited about this one because I am. I've got two business owners, two entrepreneurs, two women who have followed their passions, who launched it, who did the dang thing. And what I think is really special is they are sisters. So I am so thrilled and so honored that I have Ting Ting's Lexi, who makes Italian cuisine in Boulder County. So if you're familiar at all, I spent a lot of time in Denver. I used to live in Denver. Ting Ting's and I crossed paths when she was thinking about a food truck. And now she has a food truck. So she's been an entrepreneur since 2020 where she launched a blog sharing all of her amazing recipes, which I am also totally addicted to. And now you can find her at a cool spot near you in greater Boulder County. And yeah, I think some of the differentiators there are fresh made bronze cut pasta, which I'm going to make you talk to me about why that matters for sure, Lexi. But just delicious, unbelievable comfort food and Italian cuisine. And then we have our sister, Danny joining us, who is in Los Angeles. She is the lip gloss boss, making magic minty glosses. And they create the magic, you gloss it on. And one thing that I find very special as well about this particular brand and these products is they're ethically made, they're vegan, and that was super near and dear to my heart and obviously near and dear to Danny's. And she's been an entrepreneur since college. And if I look at you, Danny, I feel like that must have been like last week. <laughs> but <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, so yeah, mid, like, so around 2014, but really launched the brand and the glosses in 2015 and then started with like a full product range in 2017. So you've been doing it for a minute. And I think both of you are going to bring some amazing experience and knowledge to the listeners. But where I, I like to start are your origin stories. And again, I just think it's so interesting that you two are sisters. So Danny, I'm going to pass the mic to you. Why entrepreneurship? Why lip gloss gloss? How did this all kind of come to light? Well, thank you so much for having me, Nicole, and my sister, Lexi. I know we're just so excited to kind of give a background. We come from a very entrepreneurial family. Our family has a third-generation family-owned steel business in Southern California that's been in existence since 1959. So it's kind of always ran in our blood. Our dad is very passionate. He's kind of like the perfect salesman. So we learned very early how to go after what we wanted. And if we couldn't do it with others, we could do it on our own. So that was kind of the big push for me. And really, I never thought I would start a lip gloss company. My background is in graphic design and advertising, not in makeup. I've never been a makeup artist or anything like that. But I started the company after my favorite lip gloss got discontinued. And I just thought, I'll just hoard it. And (laughs) I had a friend tell me, well, why don't you just make it yourself? And I just so happened to have a very, very close friend of mine who worked for a manufacturing company in Southern California and said, let's try it. And that's the birth of Lip Gloss Boss. That's so cool. And before I start dissecting your family history, because I did not know that. And that that's I love that. And it's like steel in Southern California as well. Super yes. interesting. But Lexi, it's your turn now. How did you get started? You've got a little bit of your origin story from your sister, but tell us more about Ting Tings. Yeah, I started it. Well, first of all, I 
originally moved out here to go to CU Boulder and hated it. Tried every <laughs> single major possible. And I started a food Instagram back in, I think that was like 2013 or 2014. That was Ting's Kitchen. Ting is my nickname from high school. And I just kind of ran with it. Everyone calls me Ting just because I'm short. And um, started a food Instagram in college just because it was kind of my go-to. And at a certain point, I just kind of realized maybe this is what I want to do. So I found this really small culinary school in Denver called Cook Street. And I came up with a plan, told my parents about it, and they fully supported me. As Danny was talking about, you know, we come from an entrepreneurial background, so they were all for it. And I went to culinary school, aced it, loved it. And then I went on to study in Italy and graduated from a program out there at the Barilla Academy. And from there, it was kind of my goal. I was super inspired in Italy and came back and just wanted to learn everything about the industry from the soil to the plate. And so I worked on restaurants, back of house, front of house management on farms, just kind of learning everything about the industry. And at a certain point, I always told myself that I wanted to have my own business by the time I was 30. And just having entrepreneurs in our family, I knew that I could do it. So with a lot of support and help and all that good stuff, I, I launched Ting Sings. And actually with your help, Nicole, you kind of had helped me hone in on what exactly I was going to be doing. I had like a million ideas. So I started with the food blog and eventually that turned into the food truck. So here we are. That is such a colorful background. And I love how you have kind of explored all of the different things in the industry and going from like literally seed to soil to putting the food on people's plates and being the person to prepare it. I wasn't anticipating this question, but if you don't mind me asking, and I'm going to pass this one to you after, Danny, what's the vision for Ting's Things now that you've got the food truck? I know you've both just acquired new homes. I feel like you're leveling up, leveling yeah. up, leveling up. So I don't know where I was just curious. What's Where do you see this? Like, do you have a big vision? Does that help drive you in your business and your day to day? Yeah, totally. I think starting the food truck, especially in and during and after COVID, it completely changed the industry. You know, we really had to, when we were thinking of starting the food truck, obviously we toyed with the idea of a brick and mortar and that just wasn't in the, it, it couldn't be in the plan at the moment just because of COVID and, and what was happening to the industry. And now I think that we're in a place where I do definitely see us having a brick and mortar one day. That's definitely my short-term goal right now is to turn this into a brick and mortar in the area. And also because I am so passionate about sustainability and having worked with farms and we source locally. So we source most of our ingredients from local farms and just having that be a really big passion of mine. We want to have a small hobby farm. So we kind of want to incorporate both our lives and our business in one and kind of have you know, a farm to table situation, but definitely have a brick and mortar as well as land of our own that we can grow our own food. And yeah, that's the goal. That's so beautiful. Danny, how about vision? How does that play into your day to day? Girl, I have just gotten into <laughs> manifestation and all that kind of stuff in the last few years. Really thanks a lot to Lexi. Like she's my younger sister, but she's definitely done a lot to inspire me. And uh, our whole family's real big on that. So, for example, I made a vision board and specifically for Lip Gloss Boss. 
my goal is to grow Lip Gloss Boss into a profitable and enriching business that lifts others and shows how magic a little gloss can be. That's my every day I say that to myself along with my other little mantras. But the bigger goal is to grow our product line in the next year or two. That means expanding into more colors, more lip products, possibly even lip liners or, you know, lip treatments more so than what we already have since our balmy gloss is kind of a lip treatment, lip gloss. And then also just getting into more brick and mortar stores. We have a huge following through a wonderful spot out here in the LA area called The Treatment. They really gave me the first big push into a consumer aspect outside of just Lip Gloss Boss itself. And so they've been uh, huge motivators to expand and to continue growing and getting this product all over the country and the world. That's amazing. And I definitely want to touch on community and partners and how that kind of plays into your businesses and your growth. I'm curious because for a lot of entrepreneurs and especially people getting started, when we think about our work, you know, you've got your products. I'm sure you're dreaming into, you know, new recipes and new ways to reach people and work with people and both for the lip gloss and for the Italian cuisine. What is your like, what's the grind? What's the actual work? that really kind of defines your day-to-day? Lexi, let's start with you. Okay. Um, Well, as we all know, being a small business owner, you wear many, many hats. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a lot, you know, I have, I'm in charge of scheduling and management and recipe development, making connections, sourcing. So all of it, you know, my husband is also works with me on Ting Sings. And so, you know, he's kind of is our executive chef per se. And I handle a lot of the back end stuff. So I'm the one answering the emails on Instagram, you know, making sure that we we are sourcing locally and, and having these connections with farmers. And I try and give myself one day off a week to do nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, my brain is always kind of in what's next mode, you know, and, mm-hmm. and keeping it going. We try, I try and have us booked out three months ahead at a time. So um, just making sure that I'm always in constant communication, finding new breweries to work with, new opportunities. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work and it's super rewarding when things work out. And, you know, also making these connections with other food trucks is incredible. And, you know, they help out a lot and where to go and what's new. And yeah, so I'd say wearing all the different hats for sure yeah. um, in a small business is, is the work of, you know, is the work. Danny, what about you? Well, I'm very fortunate to not have an actual physical uh, truck. <laughs> so my day-to-day is a lot less crazy than Lexi's and Chris's, which is her, Lexi's husband. They do a lot more day-to-day. I kind of don't do a ton day-to-day, although I wish I had more time to do more because Lip Gloss Boss is my passion project. It is mm-hmm. not my day-to-day paying the bills job. My day-to-day mm-hmm. paying the bills job is actually working for our family business. I've worked there for 12 and a half years now, and I take a lot of time after work to work on Lip Gloss Boss. So that's either developing things for Instagram or 
um, reaching out for partnerships or meeting people to discuss having our products in their boutiques or stores. So I think more so it's kind of a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. I was doing more events before COVID and we've done two events since COVID has kind of like lifted, but it's still such a weird industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also having a lip product, it was yeah. tough during the pandemic because of, you know, people were like, well, I don't want to wear a lip product if I'm wearing a mask. So just trying to get back out there, really making sure people realize that this is something that is amazing for your lips. And you, even if you do have to wear a mask, it's not going to be all over your face if you wear a mask. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about how wearing a mask would impact a product line in a business like yours. So thank you for sharing that. Because, you, you, you know, it's so, like I've been in hotels a lot recently and you think about, <laughs> you know, hotels, but that's it's it's so wild to me how entrepreneurs have been forced to completely recreate the way that they're doing business. Yes. And I love that you both shared. And also thank you, Danny, because I, I work with a lot of people who have, you know, the quote unquote day job and whether that's motherhood, whether that's an actual, you know, going into the office or there's there's something that they do to really bring in the money so that this this passion project can really be their art. Mm-hmm. It's it, we are wearing all of the hats and we're juggling all of the balls and things are getting dropped and it's crazy. And I know for me, my favorite thing is connecting with people and really being able to work with people one on one. That's probably about 10 percent of my quote unquote work. Mm-hmm. And kind of like Lexi was talking about and with you, Danny, you know, the work is the scheduling and the planning and the admin and the and the behind the scenes and the reaching out, even though, you know, the love and the passion is the product. And I, you know, I use kind of like gross business terms like that, you know, Italian (laughs) cuisine, you don't want to call a product or, you know, my one-on-one work with clients isn't a product, but at the end of the day, it's the thing that we're putting out there to sell. Right. Which kind of brings me back. You mentioned being raised by the perfect salesman. And (laughs) so based on that laugh, I'm really glad I went back to that. Um, Firstly, what was that like? But secondly, what makes the perfect salesman? And Danny, I'm going to get you to start on that one. Okay, so I work with our dad still to this day, almost every day. I go into the office three days a week and have a pretty solid business relationship with my dad in terms of the day-to-day, you know, he's running the company. I do the advertising and marketing for the company, but we are interconnected a lot. He still to this day, even though he hasn't been in physical sales for the company for probably 15, 20 years now, he just has that charisma that you want in a salesperson that automatically makes you feel comfortable, knows what he's talking about, doesn't isn't too pushy, but knows how to push in the right ways. I still think Lexi and I probably could use a couple more tips (laughs) just because he's such a natural salesman. He's so good at it. He's great at talking. He's great at addressing a group. He's great at addressing a huge group. You know, say we went to a conference, he'd be fine getting up in front of 500 people and talking. It's just really like a motivator in a lot of ways. And when I think of when I've had to kind of put that salesman hat on, he's definitely who kind of comes to mind. But he also does it in this very charismatic, not skeezy kind of way. I know when people think of a salesman, they're probably like, oh, used car salesman, so skeezy. 
he really has not let that lead the salesman in him. It's really more of the, hey, I'm passionate and I think you need this and this is how I think you need it. Lexi, how has being raised by the perfect salesman influenced you? And (laughs) what's your definition of a perfect sales person? Yeah, I mean, I think both of our parents did a really good job. Um, My mom's a great example of kind of the all the behind the scenes stuff because Mm -hmm. we have six kids in our family. So my dad was out there working, you know, and my mom was keeping everybody in check at home. And yeah, she was also working. (laughs) Right. Uh She was she was working. And so I think being shown that balance has been really crucial in my life because for my mental health, I need that balance, you know, so kind of having that understanding of like work and play and the importance of of having that balance at home and at work, you know what I mean? But yeah, my dad for sure has always, I mean, he's a hustler. You know, I, ever since we were little, he was, he was always hustling, you know, he was doing work and he was, he does it with such confidence, you know, and that's something that he always taught us was just to be passionate and to be confident. And the worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to learn a really big lesson, you know, and I always kind of took that with me. And my mom plays this side of she's she's the really good communicator. You know, she that's what she does at Patents yeah. at our family business is she works in communication. And so where my dad leads in this salesman and hustler and businessman, my mom kind of has that balance of like communication and the back end work. And so having those two role models growing up really kind of molded us in becoming these businesswomen, you know, and and our other siblings as well. We have uh, a couple other siblings that are also entrepreneurs. And it's because of that, you know, that we were really this was really instilled in us. And anytime I have a new idea, which I have a lot all the time, is I present it to my parents almost as a business plan, you know, and that's how we communicate best because we were raised by business people. And so kind of coming forward with that, it's been a really great support in our own endeavors. And I think the perfect business person, I mean, yeah, I just think passion and confidence is like the biggest thing, the biggest two things. Those are kind of what I lead with, our passion and confidence when I go into any new endeavor. That's so powerful. And what I also love, I, I totally get that, like the 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 language, the love language in a family like that is is business. I was raised by an immigrant who was a workaholic. And so work has always been like our safe space. We can absolutely come together on that topic where mm-hmm. there's a lot of topics we don't necessarily <laughs> see eye to eye on. Uh, I also really love that you interweave family and work for both of you. That's something that I, I I also work with my dad and sort of other different endeavors. And I, I also work with my friends and, you know, my partner and I throw together ideas all of the time. And so often you get told, and I think this is like a really old and personally, I think it's a very tired narrative, like don't work with friends and family. And I do get a lot of people coming to me and saying, you know, they won't mention the fact that they actually work with their, you know, their their partner or with their family because because they've been told for so long, it, it'll never work. And I mean, here you guys are like fourth generation entrepreneurs and a third generation family that's been doing steel in Southern California, which feels really old school. And there's kind of two different ways I want to go with this because I think you're both you know, perhaps by force or just simply perhaps by opportunity, really utilizing the online space. And I would love for you to share how technology, how being like 
if you could think about yourself as an online entrepreneur or how you utilize the online space to, you know, bring physical product to people or a physical experience to people. And I'd also kind of be curious, this is just my own indulgence here, how that's influencing, if it is at all, the steel company. Danny, how about you lead that one? Um, yeah, so the online presence for Lip Gloss Boss has always been there. That's where I started. I never thought I would have a brick and mortar. I just always thought we would maybe be in brick and mortars. Who knows? We might one day open up our own little Lip Gloss Boss here in LA. (laughs) But definitely it's the complete opposite in terms of the steel side. Steel is a commodity. The price of it changes day to day, especially right now. It's a very volatile industry. It's a consistent industry, which is great, but it definitely pricing changes every time we buy it almost. It's very Mm -hmm. disruptive in that sense. You can't really plan ahead. And if you do, you buy these large buys. So our online presence in terms of the steel company is pretty much non-existent except for we have a website, but you can't buy steel on it. We have Instagram and Facebook that we post talking about the company, but there's no sales on it. And then to have a completely only online sales company in terms of Lip Gloss Boss, it's totally opposite. So there's, you know, everything is e-commerce. Everything is pushing the products, selling the products on Instagram, selling the products on the website. So the two worlds couldn't be more different. But then there's so many lines that kind of run into one another that help me in both ends. That's cool. We're going to circle back to that because I think it's those intersections where kind of the magic can happen. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, Lexi, what about your sort of online entrepreneurship and how that influences ting things? Yeah. Well, when I had my food blog, it was different for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I was selling products on my website as well. And that compared to food, you know, people eat with their eyes first. So it's almost been more popular with my food truck to post a really great picture of my food. Also, there's a ton of people on social media. So having a social media presence really makes a difference, especially in the food truck industry, because, you know, you get to post where you're at, where you're going to be what new menu items you have, what they look like. And, you know, we have people coming to the food truck like, oh, what was that thing that you posted? I want that, (laughs) you know, like that type of thing. So I think that a lot of the times I'm like, get frustrated with social media just because it can be a lot, you know, and a lot of comparing and a lot of keeping up with the what's going on and TikTok and reels and all this stuff that we have to keep doing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do all this all the time, but it gets a lot of traction, you know, and people love that right now. And I think especially after COVID, like people really dove into this side of social media. Um, And so I try to keep up with it and just have fun with it. I think that's like my biggest thing Mm. is remember that it's fun and it doesn't have to be the work side of it. You know what I mean? It can kind of be a part of kind of what we're talking about, like work versus art that I try to kind of keep this like fun, playful aspect to my Instagram and my social media, just to kind of keep it a little more lighthearted and not so serious. Well, and I would guess it also really helps you just in terms of finding like the local businesses and the local farmers that you're working with. Yeah. But so you mentioned work in art. Do you consider yourself an artist? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely do. I think with my menu development and what I create in the kitchen that then gets put on the truck. You know, I'm kind of 
I'm kind of the force behind that within Tink's things. And so I'm constantly, you know, finding inspiration, pulling inspiration from other chefs and my travels and um, using that in my business. And it's definitely an art, in my opinion. Danny, how about you? Do you consider yourself an artist? I mean, I have to. I went to art school. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of the artist of the family in terms of like traditional art. I'm kind of like the craftier one. I do. I love to design stuff for people. I love to make homemade things. And I think that has allowed me to really blossom with Lip Gloss Boss. I mean, the best part is I save so much money on graphic design and advertising because I can do it all myself. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yes. And so I also help Lexi. I created Lexi's logo. We have worked side by side on a lot of the actual visual aspects of the brand outside of the food because I'm not going to try and ever touch Lexi's chef hat. She (laughs) is the chef. her and our mom are really the chefs in the family. I mean, yes. the passion of cooking really came from our mom. She's an amazing cook. I know Lexi definitely takes a lot of pride in, you know, saying that our mom was really a lot of the inspiration behind her love of cooking. Definitely. But our family has always been very passionate about the arts in many aspects. So it's been highly encouraged. It was a little confusing when I went to art school, though, because my dad was like, well, I don't get what you're going to school for. And then I finally got to, <laughs> I finally got to show him and he was like, oh, we could have you do that for patents. <laughs> like you're, yeah, I get it. Now we can employ yeah, you. And I was like, all right, cool. And I thought, you know, maybe this would be a side thing. And I have actually fallen in love with working at the family business, which was never pushed upon us. We were never told at 15 or 16, okay, tomorrow you're going to start at Patton's. You have a job. No, we, it was like, no, sorry, you can't have a job. You got to get a different job somewhere else. That's, I was curious about that. I mean, when you hear third generation, you like, I, I definitely just assumed that the pressure may have been on, but you know, with six of you, <laughs> so it might've been like, there just isn't a job for everybody. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I personally think everyone is an artist. I think creativity runs through all of our veins and it's a skill that needs to be practiced and flexed and fed in order to really strengthen. You kind of touched on spirituality a little bit and just this manifestation and really take like positive thinking and and mindset. How, for, I mean, I guess, same question, kind of, do you consider yourself a spiritual person, Danny? Um, I am definitely spiritual. We grew up in a not religious household. We were more spiritual than anything. I don't think there was really ever any specific push. I know Lexi and our brother Zach went to um, Episcopalian and then Catholic schools but that was just because they were the good schools in our neighborhood. But we were never really pushed towards like a religious aspect, but definitely always a spiritualistic aspect. I think especially, Lexi, would you say maybe in the last like seven years, it's really been a bigger focus on our family. Like we all talk about it. We all send each other. Yes, definitely. uh, Yeah, so that's been inbred in us kind of from a very young age, but then really kind of like everybody's on a spiritual quest kind of in their own way, but also coming together as a family. Um, I feel like it helps our businesses too. Mm -hmm, Definitely. 
Well, we're going to get to that. I'd like to hear Lexi's thoughts on spirituality. I mean, it sounds like definitely. Yeah. Think you're spiritual. I'm but... definitely spiritual. Yes. Um, yeah. Again, we you're grew the up... Boulder County, the Boulder right. County member. So Boulder gal. Definitely growing up. I agree. It, it was uh, not pushed on us. We always called ourselves cashews because like we were raised Jewish, but went to Episcopalian and Catholic schools. So we called ourselves like cashews, like Catholic Jews. That's pretty funny. So it wasn't anything. It was more, I feel like generationally even, religion was more about like community and less about the religious aspect of it. And for myself personally, I'm sober. I've been sober a little over four years now. And coming into that community of sobriety and and that journey for me has been an extremely spiritual experience and definitely has played a part in my life and my business. And and I think in our family too, a lot of us are sober. And so um, having found that individually and as a family, it has definitely interwoven through our entire family. And it's been, yeah, it's been a pretty amazing experience to watch everybody grow and our relationships kind of change and grow and come together in a different way because of spirituality. So how does spirituality influence, if if at all, your work and your businesses? I think for me, I, I find... I find spirituality a lot within the land, you know, within Mother Nature. Mm. And so oh, um, having studied you know, working on farms and with farmers now, to me, that's extremely spiritual. And so I kind of have that whole like soil to plate. That's what I, that's what I want to do, you know, in, in my business. And so uh, to me, it's a lot more than just, you know, picking up food and, and serving it to people. It becomes much more passionate, you know, that like you really are taking time to acknowledge the, the work that goes into tending to the land and and respecting what is on the plate. And to me, that's extremely spiritual. And so I take pride in that within Ting Sings that we are sourcing locally and we are responsible with what we're sourcing and the ingredients we're using and I'm doing that as much as possible within my business. That's beautiful. Danny, how about you? You know, spirituality is more so kind of like making sure I'm getting myself, you know, to be the best I can be, which has let me really focus less on the anxiety that I get about owning a business Mm. and allows me to kind of reset and say, I'm okay. I'm going to put this in, in my higher powers realm and things are going to go well. I'm going to be positive about it. I'm going to work as hard as I can to get to these next steps that I really want to accomplish. But also knowing that I have, you know, that to fall back on. I have the relationships with in our family. I mean, we are all so supportive of one another. We send each other wonderful spiritual sayings or meditation, you know, like a 15 minute meditation track or Lexi and I will call each other or text each other like, hey, I'm just having a hard time. Like she's really been a source of spirituality for me too through her own journey. And we're nine years apart. And so I'm nine years older than her. And it's like, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm the bigger sister. But at the same time, she can play that role sometimes of being this like more in tuned spiritual person that I really look up to. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's also grown immensely in our family, especially in the last 
I would say, really three to four years. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you both. Um, well, I, this again, this is just sort of an indulge me, but I feel like you both have a secret ingredient. So, Danny, like the minty and Lexi, this oh, bronze yes. cut pasta, like for both of you, that seems like a differentiator. And, and I could be way off on that. But did like your creativity or those intersections you were kind of talking about, Danny, or like the spirituality, was that like a hit or a download or, uh, Danny, I'll let you start, but why the minty and where did that come from? So I wish I could say that I was like this genius who decided I'm going to make lip gloss with mint. No, <laughs> I'm not going to try and say that I created that myself. The product that I loved that got discontinued and was never, ever, ever going to come back was a mint-infused lip treatment. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something similar to it without it being as thick of a treatment as it was, mm -hmm. which was originally called Crystal Clear. Uh, that's now our balmy gloss, so that's the gloss in the tin. So this is, all of our products are mint-infused. That was kind of what I decided to base the whole line on, was a really solid lip product that felt like a gloss, but didn't get sticky like a gloss. So it really gave that really hydrating, glossy look without being like tacky or gross. Mm -hmm. And the mint was an automatic, it was kind of like this luxury aspect to a lip gloss because lip glosses sometimes taste like fruity or they end up just being kind of weird and they'll trap a smell on your lips. The mint was something that I was like, oh, this feels so luxurious. And people are like, oh, it feels like it's plumping my lips. I'm like, no, that's your lips crying out because they're so dry. It's <laughs> hydrating them. <laughs> and that mint is going to make you feel great. I mean, I have people that tell me I don't have to put a piece of gum in my mouth after lunch because I put my lip gloss on and I can instantly feel it and it makes me feel like I'm fresher again. So it's just kind of like, let me take this idea. I think it's great. I think other people will. And that's been the big true hit is people always comment on the mint aspect. Well, it's I mean, that best. feels pretty kismet <laughs> to me. Yes. But, and like, did, I mean, when your favorite product got discontinued, was there ever a like, oh, well, if they can't make it work, I can't make it work? Or was it? Oh, no. I mean, I just hoarded it. And then <laughs> I I like, I think I even bought some on eBay. Like <laughs> I had a drawer full of it. And my friend discovering it in my drawer when I asked them to get something out of that drawer one time. And they're like, why do you have like, uh... all of these freaking <laughs> lip glosses, girl? And I was like, don't make fun of me. It got discontinued. And then he literally that day said, well, why don't you make your own? And I could not get it out of my head. Mm. I came up with Lip Gloss Boss because I said later, I was like, you know what? I think I have a name for that. Let's see if I can maybe do this. I came up with the logo. I bought the domain. Like, if you have an idea, buy a freaking domain, register it, and own it for as long as you need to until you have a product or a some kind of real life thing happening. I told that to Lexi too. I said, let's get a logo for you. Let's get a domain. Do not let anybody take your idea. Yeah. 
I, that's I'm like snapping and cheering and jumping up and down over here. I do the same thing because I mean you can get a domain for less than ten bucks. Oh yeah. my gosh! You can you know, and I tell people like also go grab all the social media handles. Exactly. But yeah, and then you can just you can it can uh, marinate. And I think to your point, the idea that you got the hit and like the the visuals, the brand, all of that came in and it was available. The I, the fact that no one has lip gloss, well, lip I, gloss mind, boss is like, <laughs> My mind was blown. Like I didn't even have yeah. to do lipglossboss.co. It was like, or .inc or .net. Like yeah. it was, like you said, it was kismet. It was literally there for the taking and I've not changed the logo I've not changed, like the whole brand in itself has really stayed pretty solid because like even we did a rebrand on Lexi's before she officially launched everything. Mm -hmm. And it was like this one thing where I was just like, Lex, I think we got to just like rebrand you. Do you mind if I try a few things? And then it ended up working and it's like all over Boulder County now and it's on a big Mm -hmm. truck and it's like (laughs) on everything and it's, and it works and it, it just has this feel in this vibe that I'm really glad, you know, uh, don't stop when your original idea doesn't feel perfect. Just keep working on it. Yeah. Adaptability, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, that adaptability probably, or I, I think it plays into the the openness and that, like, I think spirituality may have, I mean, not may have, and, and I was, I kind of wanted to touch on this, but Lexi, I'll let you answer like how spirituality and creativity influences your business your work yeah I think with the bronze cut well first I knew I wanted to do fresh pasta fresh pasta noodles that was like my biggest thing just after spending time in Italy there's just it's night and day difference when you eat it and um so but it's like how do I make this much of it you know with it it just being me (laughs) and then me and my husband you know and so um I came across this company that's the owner is from Italy and he makes these pasta machines and the bronze cut dye is is kind of what sets it apart from other pasta machines and it just gives this different texture to the noodle and it kind of is just like a bougie thing <laughs> you know you don't really you don't really notice it like when you're eating the pot I mean you notice that it's fresh noodles for sure but it's more like if I were to sell when I sell dried pasta noodles you could tell the different textures um, and that's what the bronze cut dye does for that. What was the other question? Spirituality. Well, yeah. Like, was that, did you just sort of stumble upon that as like in a process of kind of opening up and getting creative and trying to figure out what's available, which to me is a spiritual process? Oh, yeah. I find all that, like, these are all God shots to me. You know, when I do come across things like this or companies like this, I call them God shots. There you, you know, know that, TM that. Yeah. <laughs> get, the, get that URL. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. Like when things just, you know, you like what Danny was saying early, you know, you turn it over and you have faith that this is going to work out and this is my idea and I'm going to run with it. And then things start falling into place. You know, it's like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I found this company that makes these bronze cut dyes and these big pasta machines. So I'm going to reach out to them and make sure that I can do that and kind of find your niche and, um, yeah, I, I always turn it over to my HP, my higher power. Woohoo! <laughs> Your CHP. CHP. Um, <laughs> well, and I think I loved how you actually, yeah, you mentioned that religion really felt like community. And, and so I think it's very obvious to kind of make the connection of like religion and spirituality, but I'm not sure 
that's that's certainly not how I think of them. They can be synonymous, but to me, they have really different meanings. Mm-hmm. But both of you exist in uh, like stereotypical spiritual space. Like L.A. has, you know, your classic light and lovers, and I think Boulder does too. Mm-hmm. Does that like, Lexi? Does does the Boulder sort of spiritual community? kind of turn you off the term spirituality or potentially even defining yourself as a spiritual person or does it help a little bit of both honestly um i think just having been in boulder county in my 20s you know was a really really impactful time in my life to have been in this kind of spiritual realm because when i needed it it was there you know, and so especially I got sober in Boulder and that community different from, you know, the what people think of the Boulder spiritual community is kind of kind of its own spiritual community. And it was really there when I needed it, you know, and just having those types of people around really impacted my life in in a really positive way. But yeah, definitely like I think Boulder gets a, you know, bad rap. and. um that can kind of be, I don't know, especially as I'm getting older, we're kind of honestly like moving a little away from Boulder County, just with our business. We do so well in all these smaller towns around Boulder County, like in Weld Mm -hmm. County. And, but I think in terms of spirituality and being in Boulder, I think that when I needed it, when I do need it, it's there. And, and no matter what that, I mean, it's, it's super impactful to who I am today. How about you, Danny? You know, I probably don't take advantage of all the spirituality stuff in LA. (laughs) Like, you know, transcendental meditation is huge out here. I've not gotten into the whole full meditation aspect of things. I'm a very anxious person. So I think spirituality has really helped me with that. And just working with um, another female entrepreneur, our friend Aubrey on doing, you know, grounding and mental clarity and breath work and being able to do that kind of thing has really, especially in the last two years, made me a much calmer person. Mm. Um, It's weird. Like somebody was like, I think it's because you're getting older. And I'm like, no, I think it's because I'm literally working on myself and I wasn't really before that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I you know, I've done a few things where it's like the meetups for free yoga or free meditation classes or that kind of stuff. But I, I also see spirituality and as like self-care in terms of exercising, doing Pilates, going on walks around the reservoir. You know, that meme about Vic, bitchy Victorian strolls. Uh, yeah, that was me <laughs> and my friend Megan uh, every week in the pandemic. And we still continue to do that because it's really helpful. And just to have my own personal spirituality, I don't really talk about it too much with other people unless it's mm-hmm. kind of brought up. But I, I feel like spirituality versus religion, spirituality allows you to really keep it to yourself if you want to. And that's okay because it's really still helpful. Yeah, I'd, I'm also super anxious. And, you know, what started as a yoga practice and then a meditation practice and then breath work. And to your point, it's evolved now into what I need it to be. And that mm-hmm. might look different every day. And as an entrepreneur and and as a business owner and as someone wearing a thousand different ha- hats, who's also super anxious um, and has had like significant mental health issues, 
spirituality has become like my healthful way of, of being able to just live with that rather than try and fix it or avoid it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Preach and it, it yeah. like keeps me present as well, which I think is, I, I don't I mean, I don't know if it's a female thing or business owner thing or just the world that we live in now, but it's, it's pretty easy to get caught up in all of the fear. And I mean, I mean, there's horrible fucking things happening every day. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it's like, you can very easily kind of tune into that or, you know, come back to this moment. And so that's, I thank you both for sharing because I love that the practice, the concept, the experience can look different. It can change. It can be whatever it is that you need it to be. It can support you however it is that you need it to. And you, I mean, I thought it was interesting, like with a fellow entrepreneur who's a female, how does being a woman play into, if at all, like, is that something you're conscious of? Is, does it, do you think it makes a difference? Is it an edge? Is it a disadvantage? You know, all the kind of stuff that comes up when you think of being a woman entrepreneur. Danny, how about um, you start us with that one? Oh, I mean, I think it totally, I'm going to say it does give us an edge. Like we're women, mm. hear us roar. Um, yeah. I know in a traditional sense, men will poo-poo at women and be like, oh, how cute. They're starting their own little business. <laughs> um, but I think women are fucking secret heroes. Like, sorry yeah. to curse, but I really do. I think we are really undercover superheroes. I think men mm-hmm. could never do what we do because we have all those plates spinning and they are not falling. And we're adding plates all the time. And I'm proud to be a woman business owner and to Mm. support other women. I really think I have an advantage in a lot of ways that men think that they have, but they have no clue sometimes with the human aspect (laughs) of it. All the time. (laughs) Like really the human aspect gets lost a lot. So I think that's, that's uh, my biggest input. Yeah. Agreed. Lexi, how about, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I think lip gloss certainly lives in a a more female centric world. Steel, not so much, right. but uh, being a chef, I mean, that's been a male-dominated industry for thousands of years, I feel yes. like. Uh, at least, it, let me rephrase, a paid chef. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how about you in terms of being a female in your work, Lexi? How how does that show up and influence you? Yeah, I mean, also, I'm, I'm extremely proud to be a woman on business. I think it's awesome, especially in this male-dominated industry. Women are kind of changing the way within the food industry. There's a ton of amazing women chefs, and I'm proud to be one of them, you know. And, of course, there are uh, roadblocks that you hit, just um, especially working with not only food, but also breweries, you know, which is also a male-dominant industry. And just kind of having to show up as a woman, you know, and, and kind of like, sometimes I feel like, oh, I have to be, you know, come off this different way to deal with these men, you know, or, you know, oh, I can't be to this or to that, or I have to be more laid back like them, you know, like just kind of, I feel sometimes I, I get into that mindset of, oh, I have to like change the way I show up. And I'm learning that that's just not true. You know, (laughs) like, that's just not true. I can show up exactly as I am and be proud of that. And if, that doesn't work out, doesn't work out. And if it does, it's great. I mean, so far it's been no problem. It's been great. And yeah, I think sometimes people are a little taken back with like, I'm the owner and operator of Ting Sings, you know, I am Ting. And I think that it's almost like a little bit of an ego boost, you know, <laughs> like I can't, like I, this is me. I can't do this. 
I'm more than capable, especially that I'm a woman, you know, and I think it's just paving the way for other women. I mean, I have so many friends who are also coming into the industry and look up to me, you know, and I think that that's such an honor. And even people who have like are starting other mobile businesses, you know what I mean? They they reach out to me as a woman and that's super powerful, you know, because we can pave the way for the future generations. And, and that's what it's all about. I love that. And I mean, obviously two sisters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so thank you both. I mean, we're kind of getting towards the end of it here. So there's just going to be kind of two last questions. I'll start with the first one for both of you, for the listeners, for the women coming up, for the people contemplating, should I do this? How can I do this? Or they're deep in it. <laughs> what, you know, what would you like to sh- kind of share about your experience? One thing you'd kind of like them to hear coming from you. Lexi, how about you start with that? Um, Do it. I mean, yeah. I encourage everyone to just go for it. The, like, like I said before, what we were kind of always taught is the worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to learn a really big lesson. Mm-hmm. And um, how you adapt to that is, you know, up to you but I think that going for it and you know what Danny was saying just about like you know I don't know just having this confidence and this passion in what what you're doing and and just do it you know buy that domain and and don't let anyone else steal your idea I feel like we both um all three of us really are testaments to that you know that um going after it and and being about it. And I just think that it's more than possible, especially today. And I encourage everybody to go after it. Beautiful. And thank you. Um, I would definitely agree. Uh, just go for it. What do you have to lose? $12 for a domain? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's free to get an Instagram. It's $12 to register a domain for the most part on Google. I say, what is that saying? It's like, reach, you know, what do you, what are you going to do? What's the worst that can happen? You fail or you, you fly and you see the sun. Like, why not? Why not? We've lived our whole lives waiting in fear in so many ways. This should not be something that's fearful. This should be something that brings you immense incitement and joy and like passion in your life. We all deserve more passion in our lives. Oh, I love that last point because you're like by investing in that passion, by giving that passion space, even if it's just a URL, I think that's mm-hmm. that's again kind of that intersection where the magic happens. Something that you brought up, Danny, especially in terms of the Tings things, rebranding, but you know, Lexi, you and I talked about this years ago. Like just start. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It's going to change. Mm-hmm. And not just that like you're going to change or the idea is going to evolve or the look of it, you know, whatever you throw up as your first social media logo or website or whatever. It doesn't need to be perfect. It can be like just a text on a screen with an email so that people can reach out to you. Yep. And like the idea, that passion might take on different forms. And so it could be catering or a cafe or a mobile food truck. It could be a pop-up or a bricks and mortar store or a website. And I I think a lot of people spend so much time in the planning and the trying to get it perfect. Mm -hmm. And it's really like the connection and the Bring, getting it out there and being able to get feedback on it and allowing that idea to evolve. I, I like the, you know, if someone steals it to me, I don't know if you guys have read um, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic. And I, I have opinions on her, but I, what I loved about that book is she talks about, you know, there's all these ideas just floating around up there in the ether. And this is kind of how I think like creativity and spirituality intersect as well. 
And if you don't snatch it out, like someone else is going to because it's a good fucking idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Period. And yeah. And so, you know, if that's happened, if if you feel like you've been burnt by that, to me, it's just the universe saying, and there's so many more available. Yep. Pull the next one down. Make it real. Give it space. Give it life. Exactly. So, And with that, just last question, Danny, anything exciting you want to share with people? Where can they find you? How can they get lip gloss boss on their lips? <laughs> <laughs> so you can shop us directly at lipglossboss.com. Our website is super easy to navigate. It's free shipping in the U.S. over $30. So that is a very low minimum order for free shipping. We want to make it easy for people to get. Also, you could shop us through our webs or our Instagram. I'm sorry. It's uh, Lip Gloss Boss Inc. INC at the end. We have our full Instagram shop that links directly to our website. And um, if you're in the LA area, go to the treatment. They have a few locations, Newport, Claremont, and Redlands. Go get you some skincare, get you some lip gloss. And yeah, that's really where we're big at right now and trying to get even more yeah yeah lexi yeah again instagram website tingsthings.co is both my instagram handle and my website also very easy to navigate i post our schedule on instagram as well as i keep it on our website just updated that yesterday and I want to plug our new offering, which is Ting Sing's Take Home, which is uh, you place orders by Tuesday at midnight. Every Saturday, we're at the Longmont Farmer's Market, and you can pick up some really yummy take-and-bake items, pounds of fresh pastas, pints of our sauces, and more stuff coming to that soon. So that's a really exciting new thing that we're offering. So if you don't feel like coming out to the food truck, you can just pick up food to bake at home. That's amazing. And I'm assuming you can like throw that in the freezer and then you totally. just have a like, delicious, fresh made, you could claim homemade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Put some of your yeah. own fresh herbs on it. And now it's yours, you know. Ah, uh, that's so amazing. And we'll link to all of that in the show notes as well. Thank you both so much for being here. You are such an inspiration. I love following you. I love consuming everything that you're doing. (laughs) And it just means the world to me. I can't imagine how busy you are. So this time and being willing to share, being willing to inspire others so they can have ideas and they can make things happen. I just think that is the biggest gift. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. And I'm just honored and privileged to be having this conversation with you. So thank you, Lip Gloss Boss. Thank you, Ting's Things. Thank uh, you. Thank you, Nicole. You're oh, an it's been my absolute yes. pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, alrighty. Um, and for the listeners out there, you know where to find me, NicoleBZ.com. You can find me on the socials at the BZ channel. And I cannot wait to connect. If there's anyone you think we should be talking to, let me know. Just slide into my DMs. And I look forward to the next Relatables conversation. Remember, you know everything. <laughs>